tips, tips, tips. Give a little bit of those big fat. Nip tips. Nip, 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 nip. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Oh, this sounds pretty good. This sounds good. Ooh, I think I'll bring it down just a little bit. Yeah, so the sound comes right above it. Is Mackie going to be in the middle of this time? Ooh, monkey in the middle. I think you're in the middle, honey. Everybody's talking Hold on, I've lost my there it is. Oh, no. Okay, I found my there it is. My notes. Okay, hang on. My notes, my notes. My lovely lady notes. Check it out. Okay. We're not recording now, are we? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay. That's gonna wind up on the podcast. No, That's gonna wind no. up on the podcast. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Carry On, colon, the Sex in the City podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm one of your hosts, Alec Wells. And I'm your other host, Kat Knipe, and I really wish Alec weren't so obsessed with colon. <laughs> Carry on, colon. <laughs> with us today... Is one of our favorite people in the entire universe. No. Matthew Scott Montgomery. Hi. Hey. In his, what, fourth, fifth appearance on the podcast? But my first baby shower I've ever been to. Now listen. And Woo. the first Cosmo that you've had before That's we true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. We haven't maintained that tradition for every episode because it's just kind of different. And y'all, vodka's expensive. Y'all, vodka's is expensive. Y'all, vodka. Was that your vodka. first Cosmo ever? Um, I think I might have had one before, but that was my first homemade Cosmo oh, watching yeah. Sex in the City. When you had a Cosmo before, was it uh, in dedication to Sex in the City, or were just other people having oh, it? Oh, I, I don't think I've ever had one, like, specifically Sex in the City related. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, Well, yeah. now you have. Now I definitely have. This is my first Cosmo. It's the only one I've ever and had. Certainly, <laughs> certainly made with love. And I can't guarantee that's going to be true of Cosmos that you get from establishments. I'm not going to want one it. from now on unless I'm watching that's Sex right. and the City and you make it. It feels right. appropes. Yeah. Um, anything else would feel inappropriate. And when you picked it up, you said, why? Why did we ever stop drinking these? Because everyone else started. <laughs> well, everybody else started? I think it's everybody. Everyone? Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Mm. Everybody, 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 everybody. That was so tuneless. And it was my fault. Um, honey, why don't you tell us? That's your. That's his one honey. Every episode he calls me honey. <laughs> I mean, Catherine. Actually, I, I don't think it's every episode. It's all the episodes where you've had just half a cocktail. Mm, he gets that honey Which wine. is every episode. Catherine. Yes, Alecander. <laughs> tell us the name of this episode. This episode. This is episode Please 10 of season one. Entitled The Baby Shower. And when I realized what episode this was, I said, I don't, I don't fucking care what it takes. Matthew Scott Montgomery is going to be our guest on that episode. She didn't fucking care what it took. And also because I found out you hadn't seen this episode before and I couldn't believe it because it is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Really? Absolutely. And in fact, um, I was not at all surprised. We've all late, tonight, we were all talking about this article. Um, Written by Richard Lawson on Vanity Fair. I don't know if it was it was probably not published in the in the magazine, but on online mm-hmm. that Daniel shout out to Daniel Montgomery, woo woo, um, previous guest, yeah, that um, is, he sent it to us, yes, yeah, he, okay, he, he, I think and he anyway, the, this gentleman Richard Lawson, um, it, it was kind of a retrospective, which is incidentally <laughs> what we're doing here on Carry On, yeah, which yeah. Is because it's been ten years, yep. um, and he talked about 
he ranked the seasons in order and then talked about the best and worst episodes of each season. Mm-hmm. And he noted that the baby shower as his personal pick for best episode of season one. And I have to agree with him. Yeah. Mm. I think it's so good. Mm. I think it's really funny. I mean, you, you can disagree with me, Alec. Mm. I'm excited to get into these disagreements. You know, there, I have been surprised that there have been some really competent, if not good episodes of the first season that I will put into rotation in the future. Sure. Yeah. Uh, to me, Baby Shower is not necessarily one of them. Oh, okay. I, I didn't love it. I mean, it doesn't, that's not to say that it's a bad episode. Yeah. But, Let's set um, it up for, for the yeah. listening audience, which is to say it aired. Uh, it first aired August 9th, 1998. Okay. Yeah. Directed by Susan Seidelman, wow, okay. who, who directed two other episodes this season. And this is the last one she directed um, of the entire series. But also... She directed a couple episodes of Cashmere Mafia, which is another Candace Bushnell series, um, and okay, also too. written. Par- okay, a co-writer on this episode, in addition to uh, Darren Star and um, MPK, didn't write this one. I don't think so. This felt like a Darren episode it did. to me. Terry Minsky, who also has directed, I'm sorry, who has also written for three episodes so far of Carrie Diaries. So we're kind of seeing a trend oh, okay. here. There have been cool. a lot of writers and directors and mm-hmm. actors, for that matter, who have who have who are who have been on both episodes of Sex and City and Carrie Diaries, which I just think is sweet. Can I, still I tell think it's you? Sweet. Can I tell you what I think is the mark of a Darren Star episode? What? And, and uh, What's the not giveaway? Michael Patrick King is that his scenes peter out they didn't they don't end on a button i think michael yeah. patrick king for better or for worse always ends his scene on like a strong note or a joke yeah. or a button they peter yeah. out is that and a darren pun? they do yes it pun is intended. darren star's scenes they just kind of dissolve into the next scene i can see that it's like so and i think that's why i didn't like this episode I felt like yeah, there was a really unfinished quality to the mm-hmm. episode. I think maybe it's still finding its footing, you know, like, yeah. but a lot of the, the music, the score seemed like temporary music choices that we're yes. just shoving in uh, there for Oh, it was still that horrible music. jazz, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, the, all, you're right, Alec, all the scenes kind of, not all the scenes, a few scenes ended kind of awkwardly, and it felt like the audio wasn't completed or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just strange. I mean, it was the thing that we laughed out loud where, you know, um, the Lainey character, our pregnant character, is talking to Miranda or Charlotte or someone, and they make their point, and then she just goes, oh, hey. Yeah. And then we just kind of dissolve into Ugh, the next You're right. Bad. There were a lot of wipes in this. There were a lot of dissolves. What was the last one that we watched together? It was the, um, It was episode nine, Turtle in the Hair, we all just watched. Is yes. that, it's the same kind of quality. I don't know if that was a Darren Star episode as well. Uh, let's find it. But I have like, it right here. The, the, the same kind of, like, we. It, the show like feels a little unfinished to me. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm so, I'm an yes. aficionado of season mm-hmm. five and six, mm-hmm. where it's so crisp and clean. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is, like, blaming it Turtle on in the Hair was Darren Star. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a Darren Star thing. I think it's a Darren a bunch of little scenes that kind of just fizzle, twizzle Peter yeah. out at the end. I will say, in a general sense, um, not to be a hater. What, or no, no, no. I know we all love the show, but um, to death. Just to just to generally to death <laughs> till death. Yeah. Um, when I'm on my deathbed, right. I know what I'll be watching. Next um, I, I will say, like, okay, I I agree with the sort of clunky writing, and and it's not, it doesn't feel super polished, which is not that unique for this se- this season. But I, yeah. I, for me, I think what makes it one of my favorite episodes and one that I have watched over and over again is that we have some of the bigger ideas, the bigger feminist 
struggles being tackled in this episode. Yeah. Um, Miranda is this weird, like, Greek chorus. She keeps... Co- she And I... I I can right. understand if, if if you might want to say, like, well, that's kind of bad writing because they're just giving her, ex- not exposition, but they're just telling, they're just giving Miranda, like, grand ideas to state, and that's not really inventive. Like, you could say it without saying it. It's a little a little on the nose. If I see another crepe paper stork, I'm going to rip its cardboard beak off. Those things make so many public appearances, they need a booking agent. You know, I have low self-esteem, but I express it the healthy way by eating a box of double-stuff Oreos. Listen to me. They all think the same, dress the same, and sacrifice themselves to the same cause. Babies. I've lost two sisters to the motherhood. I know what I'm talking about. So all I have to do to meet the ideal man is give birth to him. (laughs) I told you, it's a cult. We can't separate. Once they isolate you from the herd, it's all over. I just realized, maybe it's maturity or the wisdom that comes with age, but the witch in Hansel and Gretel, she's very misunderstood. I mean... The woman builds her dream house, and these brats come along and start eating it. But, like, I just think there are certain things that are issues that are addressed over and over again in the series and that are very important to our characters that are, for the first real time, sort of laid out here. And there are some character things that we see here that, that... carry a trajectory for the rest of the series mm-hmm. um that yeah. are that are just core character things yeah um but we'll get into those specifically more and and what i love about this episode um we have a hard time on this podcast sometimes sort of like delineating like sort of laying out the plot lines because we jump around a lot and it naturally because the the episode tends to and we go on tangents but this episode is the first episode we see of the entire series where the four girls go off together somewhere yeah. it's an adventure. and we're not in new york yes and i think um i think that's in yeah we're in connecticut one two three four connecticut street, street. does anybody know how to drive well okay it's just in an overarching sense the episode is about, uh, you know, an old acquaintance of the girls, this character, Lainey. Not that old. She can, she'll show her tits. Yeah, she's <laughs> A&R for a record company, or formerly was. Lainey she is, was a real party girl. Name, Lainey is played by Dana Wheeler-Nicholson, who is an actress who's been in a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. If yeah. you don't, if you've never seen Dana Wheeler-Nicholson before, let me explain perfectly what she looks like. Oh boy. She looks like the lead female character in any Adam Sandler movie in the 90s. That's exactly <laughs> what she looks like. That's funny. I thought she looked like that blonde Whoa. that blonde chick, blonde girl, whatever, in whose name I can't remember in the beginning of season two of Dawson's Creek. Oh, who was about? the sassy older girl? She was, no, like, she was one of the two twins who played on Sweet two Valley. Two twins. That's redundant. Oh, God. <laughs> Sweet Wait, Valley. Wait, yeah. yeah. I've never Sweet seen that show and Valley. I don't know anything about it. I just know the song. <gasps> I read the was series, the 90s? It was the 90s. and it was, and I also watched the show, not too, too much, but anyway, the, um, I forget their names, but she looks similar. She it, does. It might be, I think well, it's more than just the haircut. It was too. just the late nineties thing of like that, that pixie cut, cut, that crop pixie. Total pixie but, cut. But yeah, Lately pixie cut. I've been, been, Don't even, I can't. Woo! Yeah. Kat and I were seeing oh, I the cardigans that. to each other last I night. I love the cardigans. We oh, love the cardigans. Never get enough. Love fool. Um, so, so carrying the girls, the episode starts out with, uh, it's described as hell on earth. One of the worst things that can happen to you, which is getting invited to a baby shower. Yeah. yeah. I know we've all, wait, 
Matthew, I know you've been to a baby a baby shower. No, I haven't. Don't you have a friend who I thought I saw there's a chick you know whose baby shower you went to. We we're just talking about her. Tiffany's baby yeah, shower. Yeah, you went to her baby shower. I saw pictures of you. Yeah, you've been to a baby shower. It wasn't anything like this. This Pro- was like no. paparazzi. I've been to a baby shower like the one in this show. Alec, you probably haven't. I Tiffany's never baby shower. Because the thing is, baby showers are typically baby shower. the baby showers tend to be for women only traditionally but I think in yeah. in the latest maybe five years it's shifted a little bit and more often people are having more open baby showers yeah. there for men Mine and women. like a party with Mitchell Musso and, and Zac Efron. You, and Zac Efron, <laughs> yeah. Which is just normal. No, that's LA. It's Name like another drop. planet. Name drop. <laughs> oh, Name my toes. Drop. I just broke all of my toes. I'm dropping all those names. But, so the girls get an invitation to go to a baby shower for Lainey who is this friend of theirs and Carrie says... Um, Lainey's one of those girls that that everybody knew back in the day. If you were in New York eight years ago, you probably did. Something like that. So eight years ago would have been 1990. So we Mm -hmm. get a glorious flashback that I just looked at Matthew with my chin in my hands I didn't think it was a flashback. I was like, oh, this is like an 80s party or something. I didn't understand exactly what was going on. Carrie's wearing a cowboy hat. Not the last time I'll see her. No, everyone's sexy. Everyone's wearing wigs. Carrie looks really sexy. Long flowing locks. She looks really, really good. Miranda's hair was Now Miranda's is a wig. I think I think Samantha or Kim Cattrall's was just teased up. Well, yeah. she had pieces yeah. in it. I don't That's think it right. was a wig exactly. Right. And Charlotte but, wasn't even there. And right. we see what a wild child Lainey used to we be. We get like the first, I think, really straightforward, borderline pornographic view yeah. of a naked woman's it, it, body. Lainey was total NHT in that moment, though. It was NHT. not her NHT? titties. Oh! <laughs> That's it probably was true. not her titties. If you noticed, <laughs> she was like taking out her shirt. It yeah, was a close up on her face. Then they cut to the tits. You can't see the yeah. face. Yeah. Tell me that for production value, if it was really her titties, yeah. you would have seen it her It probably face. wasn't her and you would have titties. Seen... Yeah, her titties. Her titties. Her, her or her coin slot. You saw that butt Yeah, her dirty pillows. Oh, I did see it. Yeah, because she turns around. She has like kind of sheer underwear or something. Yeah. I, I, one thing I noticed about this episode, and I think this just speaks just so loudly to how little the writers had quite had not quite figured out how little they had figured out the characters by now which is that in voiceover Carrie's like Lainey and Sam were a lot like each other um, yeah. blah 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 and insecure yeah I wrote that down too incredibly insecure incredibly yeah. which I think actually speaks to the Samantha Jones of the previous eight epi- nine episodes of the yeah. series mm-hmm. that we've all been complaining about yeah, throughout the course of Carry like On desperate for a yeah we're like she'll, yeah. she'll sleep with Approval. someone just to validate herself yeah. and that's not the Sam it's like you said no. Matthew in another in a previous episode of Carry On that she'd be like fuck fuck don't touch me motherfucker you'd be lucky to yeah. get with this that's as opposed right. to I'll do whatever it takes to sleep mm-hmm. you just like oh me that was the modelizers episode yeah and I'm models like was, and do we think some, do we think Samantha eight years ago in 1990 was insecure I oh how is she still 40 even mind. if she was <laughs> I know right even if even if Samantha is a quote incredibly insecure character end yeah. quote don't you think like as a storyteller Maybe as an audience, we could figure that out or something. We, they wouldn't yes. have to tell us yes. that right. so early on. Thank you, Darren yes. Star, for the Show exposition. Show don't tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's—I feel like that's yeah. such a. Yeah. 
it made me feel kind of sad because it's like the way that that Char- uh, Carrie was talking about it, it was like she kind of just threw it away like yeah. oh an incredibly insecure Samantha yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like okay this astute observation with a yeah. slight a bit of judgmentalism I feel like a little judgment on it Agreed. a little bit and I was like oh gosh like, have you guys... that's not how I view Samantha at all Agreed. have you guys ever been to a party where titties came out um, like just a regular no, party but just I like... know you haven't please god tell your story on the air so it's on record forever well, okay, I've been to two parties where titties came out. Enough I can think um, of. I have One was, uh, they were both college parties. One, one does I feel like doesn't really count. It was a college party. Everybody was drinking. It was at my friend's house. He had a pool. And one of the girls just, like, took off her shirt. It was really strange, though, because it was a girl who I, I never thought I'd see her boobs. Yeah. Um, not that I was, like, particularly aching to see her breasts, but I didn't expect Was she a Charlotte? It. No, she was um, she was more of a Miranda. Actually. Okay, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, and that was really strange. <laughs> and then I went to, and, but that felt more appropriate that she was topless. Like we were in the pool, you know. I mean, she didn't have to be, right. but whatever. But people often get in the pool naked. Yeah, but yeah. then I was at this other party oh, at my friend Mike O'Malley's sick. house, and outside in Mike the garage, O'Malley? Mike you mean O'Malley, you mean the the host of... the host of Guts. <laughs> Yes, I do. No. no, it was my friend Mike from school. And um, I remember walking outside to the garage and people were playing a card game. And for some reason, this girl, Caitlin, nude, huge breasts. This is not the story I expected you to tell. Yeah. Well, I expected you. No, you no, 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 no. You were supposed to tell the story about when you went to Virginia playing on oh, tour with your band in college, yeah, and you and sure. there was a there was a layer That's of like six inches of yeah. beer on the floor in a basement yeah. of a frat party, yeah. and there were I'm telling your story for you, and there were frat dudes and girls, and maybe you didn't see titties, but you saw dudes fingering girls, yeah. Yeah. finger banging. That wasn't a party. Me that too. Was me. I feel like I was there. That was yeah. me entering the sixth circle of hell. Oh God. That's what that was. Yeah, that no, doesn't really count for that reason. But you guys have never I, been to a party where. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been to a party that has migrated into a pool where that's happened. I don't think yeah. I've been in a party where we're all in a living room and a shirt comes Precisely. off. Precisely. Yeah. Me either. Around. I've been like to doing skinny dipping type things. Yeah. When you've, when you've skinny dipped with people. Sure. Later, do you remember what they looked like naked or does it? Is there like a skinny dip rule where you've seen and then you forget, or is it like <laughs> no, no, I don't God no. no one forgets, and Alfred never forgets. I could draw pictures right now. Of things that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Where's my sketch pad? Yeah. So anyway, all these motherfucking assholes go to this party. <laughs> on, okay, so on back to the see, episode. They see Lainey's. They, Lainey is a wild child. She would tits. show her prop those tits prop out. tits, and now eight years later. To, to their surprise, she has settled down. She's moved to Connecticut. Now she's pregnant. Now she's having a baby shower. And that's where they're headed. And she's like living in a house, uh-huh. right? Yeah. She's or got she, a rich husband. Does she? I, I, okay, I wasn't paying attention. I, I presume. And... Yeah. Uh, There's no mention. I don't. I don't remember any mention. No, of I don't think so. Is, well, I think we're to assume that because that's yeah. kind of like what a lot of these women do. Mm-hmm. Um... And also, in the conversation, so the girls, we learn about all this because the girls are sitting together watching television and right. eating popcorn, which I will forgive because it seems really stereotypical, but they do that kind, kind of thing later. Scene. It's like adorable. It. Yeah. Um, and we've all done that together, literally, so yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think as a Carrie that makes the point, like... I think we should go. It's the right thing to do. Give me one good reason. Okay. You're driving down the road. You see a sign. It says two-headed snake. You pull over. 
Wild Laney is having a baby shower. You pull over. We have to go. Um, and what I love also is that Miranda mentions, she says, I've lost two sisters to the motherhood. Yeah. And that's the first time, I think, in the entire series that mm-hmm. we hear one of the characters mention oh, yeah. we really anything about their families. Family. We don't see a whole lot of any of the characters' family. We we meet Charlotte's brother, mm-hmm. maybe Which next season. Which is an unfortunate mistake. It's weird. We see weird. Miranda, a lot, several of Miranda's family members. Have you watched her the Carrie dies. Diaries before? Oh, uh, I've the, watched just the pilot. pilot. Alec and I watched the pilot. That stuff is so before, fascinating. If that's the truth, that that's Carrie Bradshaw's family, like just her sister and her dad. But it and her can't mother be the like, truth. No, because her dad left when she was in young. Sex in the City. On, Carrie on mentions. the series, Carrie mentions in. One of the episodes in season five. Five. Yes, it's season five because her hair is short. When she's when she first gets the job at Vogue, um, she's oh. writing this article. Blah blah blah. She goes to lunch with this older gentleman. Because that guy is her daddy figure in a way. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, he's like. He's like, wow, your dad leaves you early on, and you spend your whole life writing about why about men, trying to figure out men. What does that say? So that's the that's the. After we're done recording this, we'll watch that, and then we'll watch every episode after that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. See you Great. guys in the morning. Um. Anyway, but we we hear a little bit of mention of that. Samantha, do we hear anything about her family? I don't Maybe think so. never. Miranda's mother dies. Miranda's yeah. mom. Miranda, we get oh, it. my mother. I, I really like the fact that we don't get any family stuff. Me it's too. like. You know, when there's weddings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there's some some extra dude who stands in to be like yeah. the you walking truck exactly. down the aisle and stuff like that, but we don't talk with the family. And I really, really like that. And PK said that they made a conscious effort not to mention the Good. family, and that any time they did, they regretted it later, and yeah. they felt like it was a mistake. I think it's yeah. cleaner that way. I think yeah, yeah. it's It's not either, about that. Either, either you got to do that all full force all the way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or just like not do it at all. I think yeah. another part and thematic element of this show is that... For these four women, they are their family. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I was saying um, the same thing. So they... Uh, let's talk for a second about the wardrobe in Definitely. the opening scene when they're about to get in the car and go to Connecticut because yeah. you guys both made mention of it. Yeah. <laughs> so for, please. Well, I, if this is the first episode that I'd ever seen of Sex in the City, like I hadn't seen any of it, I'd be like, oh, this is about four, well, three and a half miserable bitchy <laughs> ladies who like defy conformity conform, yeah. um, right. um, um, convention and like don't agree with any like relationships and men and babies and we're yeah. sarcastic and we smoke and we hate everything yes. and we all wear sunglasses that's right and I was thinking like if I was the first episode I saw that's exactly what I would think yeah. like it's, this is like that like a Daria think about the last episode we just watched and I we we talked about it too then the turtle in the hair. Yeah. Where at that wedding they're at, where they where they meet the turtle, mm-hmm. they're all wearing black to yeah. a wedding, which number one, Charlotte would never do. I know. Never yeah. ever. Yeah. But they want to make them look like the fucking witches of Eastwick. I, well, and they I do the theory, same yes. thing in this episode where all of them are wearing black What's and I'm theory? like, Here's my yeah. Theory yeah, tell on us this your episode. fucking theory. So all four women <laughs> are wearing black. Carrie's dressed like a Hasidic Jew. She is, I wrote down exactly what her outfit was. <laughs> Please. Sparkly head wrap, low heels, comma, sandals, question mark, and trench? Trench. So all four trench women are wearing Trench in the dark black. and stormy night. That's right. When the four women it's in black arrive bitch. in Connecticut. They're all dead. Yeah. They, they walk Bruce in the Willis. door. All of the women are wearing beige or white. That's true. All of yeah. the mothers and expectant mothers and wives are all but in think, white or beige. I feel like beige. Charlotte would be too. Yes, well, but see, they were trying to... Pat Field, shout out to Pat Field, I think made an Field's early it? slight misstep. Field. 
Field. No JK, S. my bad. Yep. Sally I think she made an early misstep by betraying Charlotte's character to to make a thematic point, which is these women are in black. They're right. the Manhattanites. They're the but single women. But you also get Charlotte wearing a fucking stupid ass blue ribbon bow yeah. on her head Yes, later. you do. You yeah. know what I mean? You kind do. Of thing. You get that for a second. Yep, so the women sure do. show up to the party. We get to yeah, so the they party. show up in Connecticut, in Connecticut, and I feel like that this is a really good example of how New York does play a role in the show. Yeah, because to see them in a suburban neighborhood is very strange. But they also had that twirling, spinning, tootly, silly jazz playing when they pulled up. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking because all the mu- all the music seemed like temp music for the entire episode. Yeah, so it's like, oh no, they have that leftover homeland jazz <laughs> for when they pulled up to the street in Connecticut. <laughs> Gross. So they pull up to Ferris Bueller's house yeah. and they knock on the door and Lainey answers. She's bursting. She's about to have the baby. Yeah. It's basically poking out at this point. Mm-hmm. And they walk into this house and there's a bunch of just really frumpy, lumpy Super wives. old wives. Yeah, I mean, they must be in their 50s or 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We took the wrong bridge. <laughs> Remember that feeling like if you left Manhattan even for a second, you'd fall off the edge of the earth? Oh, God, don't remind me. Hi! Oh, my God, it's the Bellini baby basket! Oh, everybody, it's the Bellini baby basket! Uh, speaking of Bellinis, I'm going to have a big drink. Jealous? <laughs> I need just... to I need to I need to talk yeah. about one other thing okay, which is sure. that she okay, bought the the Bellini baby yeah. basket, okay? Yes. First of all, Charlotte, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the gifts. Alec, why don't you tell us what Samantha brings? What Samantha decides she's going to bring to the party as so, a gift. Samantha, like a total asshole because she is you know, um, frenemies with this woman. She brings yeah, a bottle have, of scotch. They have that like generic feud where it's like she says, who, who can show their tits? I yeah, don't know. Like, who it's can like, be more says, outrageous? It says B-I-O-B. But that you know was what? bring Sam- your own baby, Samantha. Bring Samantha would boobs. never go to a party and show her tits. I'm no, sorry. No, Samantha no, no. She'll show her midriff. She There's show, a difference. She straight up yeah. did an Anchors Away. She did it in Anchors she Away. Did. That's absolutely did true. Yes, and she's like, Carrie has that line where she's like, I saw Miranda's breasts. I saw Charlotte. Saw, um, Charlotte shows one breast Charlotte to shows one uh, breast. naval officer uh-huh. or something like that. And she says, you might as well just get it over with and show me yours. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, she like, turns down and shows those tits and all those like sailors cheer. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. a little different. It's like a fleet week Well, it's party an extenuating circumstance. You know, it's like, what would you do for your flag or for your country? And you might as well get to see her breasts anyway the yeah. entire episode. But yeah. Yeah, like right. we saw SJP's nips, Kim oh, Cattrall's yeah. just yep. straight up through those clothes. Um, no yep. bras in any, any I, scene, really. See through. But my whole point That's about my whole point about the Bellini baby basket was I wrote down I'll never be Charlotte in a in a in a sad way like I as a woman I think there's always I mean the grass is always greener as a human but as a woman Charlotte is so put together she always knows what she to do in every situation she mm-hmm. knows what what 
she, what flowers to order for a funeral. I said the phalaenopsis. That's the first thing I think of is her and my mother bore myself how that's she steps right. up and knows exactly what to say. That's she takes right. care of it. She knows to bring the Bellini baby basket. I don't want which any I crap. Literally, I don't want any crap. I literally just looked at the Bellini baby basket, and today you can still order a Bellini baby basket starting at $150. $150. But so they, they show up. Oh, and also Miranda says, Carrie says, What did you get for her? Oh, Miranda says condoms. And Carrie goes, seriously. She goes, seriously, condoms. They're yeah. pastels. Also, they're pastel. Also, the reason why I wanted to back up, and I'm so sorry, but you were talking about them walking mm-hmm. to the party. Yeah. That Carrie forgets, in true Carrie Bradshaw, selfish Classic bitch. Carrie. And I love Carrie. And I am a Carrie. I'm a Katie girl. But she forgets a gift. Mm-hmm. Charlotte brings the Bellini baby basket. Charlotte has spent $150 of her hard-earned money, or whatever, equivalent to 1998. Carrie's like, can I go in with you? And she's like, sure! They are all walking into the party from their cars, parked Mm -hmm. on 1234 Connecticut Avenue. And Carrie sends Charlotte back. She goes, honey, don't forget our gift. And go back and get it. And Charlotte runs back to the car while the rest of the yeah. three women walk in. I'm sorry. Excuse me? Yeah. I didn't you know. forgot a fucking gift? Well, and you're going to send me back to the car like a, your slave to how, go get it? My reaction to that was, I felt like there was a general scoff in the room but when we were watching the episode. But my scoff was like, how the fuck did you forget the baby Bellini basket? Like, it's it's a giant. How could you forget Charlotte it in the car? Would, that's a good point. I never yeah. thought about for, that. Charlotte like, would never forget. I've dated people that are smaller than that basket. They had to ride with it on top of their heads like some African How woman carrying a it? bucket of water yeah. back to her village. Carrie is the alpha in this group. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that moment... She's the Regina the George. That's yeah, a very good totally point. She totally is. And so she says, Charlotte, go get that fucking yeah. thing. So, yeah. Alex, take she us... Said, yeah. get it. Alec, take us into the party. So we go into the party. Everybody's Woo! bathed in this terrible yellow light. I hate the it, way it everybody looks. It was a disgusting looked. light. It made me want to throw well, up. I did not even notice. Ugh, it was like it, it, I've been watching this episode with a filter of like I love this episode. The lighting Apparently was I'm like you're like you have a fever and you left the overhead yes. light on, but you're too tired to get up and turn it off, and it's like nine o'clock at night. Yes. You're sweating. And a disgusting sweaty yes. yellow light is on. Yeah. You can't have enough strength to turn it off. That's disgusting. There that was, was the lighting. For there the party. was a moment. Though when Carrie stood up and the light hit her in such a way that reminded me of Willow and Buffy, where the the light <gasps> oh, it so wasn't mean, quite there, yeah. but it was close. Willow's yeah. Danielle Rosenberg. That's right. Yeah. That so, is right. I'll never forget. That middle An elephant name. never forgets. <laughs> they go into the party, and you know the thematic construct of this episode is that when you have a child, your life changes a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. and. It seemed that all of these women who had children were not happy with the decision that they made, but were finding ways to negotiate, like, you know, it's not what I expected, but there's something good that comes from Some of them were happy, like Mike Myers' ex-wife or whatever. Before I married my husband, I slept around with everybody. Now I have an internet lover. No one knows. When I was senior vice president, 212 people reported to me on a daily basis. Now I just yell at the gardener, who doesn't understand a single word. I'm exactly the same. I love my life. But every now and then, I can't help but think about Lisa. Sometimes I climb up into the kid's treehouse with my Walkman, light up a joint, 
<laughs> I listen to Peter Frampton. Also, they these women, Carrie and the gang, enter into this world of women who... Connecticut world. Who are just, as, as Alec, as you just so astutely pointed out, are justifying and negotiating their experience of womanhood for what they're now experiencing. They have they've they have gone with the current and they are having children either easily or they they there is the woman who like can't even get up. She's not supposed to move cuz she's doing fertility Detroit, treatments. Yeah. Um but you you have these women who 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 are separating themselves from the girls that have just walked into the party, the witches of Eastwick, the girls in the black trench coats. By saying things like, remember, oh, oh, Carrie said, sorry, we're late. We took the wrong bridge. And Lainey says, oh, remember that feeling when you felt like as if, if you felt as if you left Manhattan, that you'd fall off the face of the planet. Like, yeah. they lived that life before. This woman's like, duh. And I'd like me. to say yep. that I think for the three of us and a lot of our friends, we can relate to this feeling, which is people who... I, the three of us, Matthew, Catherine, Alec, we've chosen a more unconventional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've all come from more conservative backgrounds. No. Yeah. Um, you just said just a mouthful. to put it mildly. Yeah. And Facebook, Twitter, all of this social media shows us the lives that we could have chosen. These more conventional lives yes. of getting a nine to five and... You know, we don't have to go to Connecticut to see that other side. No, like the girls do in this episode. But I think that there is something still relevant about this idea to people like us. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we didn't choose a lifestyle that everyone deems as, well, this is what happens when you grow up. So I feel like that even 10 years later and, and many years beyond this, this idea, though it seems like just relegated to the idea of, do you have kids? Do you not have kids? I think it extends into a more universal theme. Yes, it does. Which yeah. is, do you live a conventional lifestyle yeah. or do you take the road less taken? Yeah. And I'm what an, does that mean? That's right. And the road less taken can mean a lot of different things these days. I'm going to give a shout out to a brand new follower of Carry On on Twitter, Melissa Jordan. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hey. Who um, I've been following on her blog for, God, years now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little weird because I feel like I know her and I don't know her at all. But she's, she's from North Carolina. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is her husband is a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Melissa is a strong female woman who, who earns the Whoa. majority of the no now her husband does earn money he's a, he's a songwriter he's a musician he has gigs he go he doesn't get to do as much because they have two kids now but like it's he and i know that he encounters a lot of weird pushback from society mm-hmm. especially living in raleigh north carolina <laughs> where people are like yeah. a stay at home dad it's a really weird idea but like mm-hmm. there are new frontiers still to be had even in 2014 um and I just think I agree with you, Alec. It's relevant, um, it, even if it, even if the specifics of this episode aren't relevant. Everyone I think can relate. Many people I think can relate to yeah, taking the road less traveled. There's a line in the episode. I think Lainey says it to Charlotte, and Charlotte like might as well look dead into the camera. Where it was like, life's not three you and three of your single friends running around the city having <laughs> yeah. drinks and talk having sex. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she literally says something like that. Yeah. And Charlotte might as well spike the lens and be like, wah, wah. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, uh, well, let's bring up something else about this episode that we haven't talked about yet. Before 
Carrie and the girls make their trip to Connecticut, Carrie has a realization which informs her time mm -hmm. at the baby shower. And that is that Carrie looks at the calendar and notices that she is four days late. Late for oh, what? Isn't it, a week? Oh. isn't it a week late? Not yet. Not quite oh, yet. Oh, it's not. Not until they talk about it. Do you freak out if four days late? Is four, four days late. late. She hasn't had her period. Yet. I'm about to get real. I'm about to get real on this podcast. Good. Are you guys ready? She's about to get real. Catherine, please get real for us for a moment. <laughs> well, Three, I, we're just. Two, I just feel one. like I owe it to our listeners as the female voice of this podcast to mm, talk about voice. because this episode female. talks about being late for your period, taking a pregnancy test, blah blah blah. And Carrie in this episode is living in that purgatory of. I'm late on my period, yeah. which here's what makes me wonder. And I guess I don't have to wonder. I couldn't help but wonder because Carrie it, talks later on in the series about using a diaphragm. So I guess that is what she does for protection. But the reason I'm saying this I is couldn't help but wonder. Carrie talks about being four days late on her period or whatever. She's looking at her calendar between this, this um, commitment and this commitment there. It wasn't my period. Yeah. If, Carrie were on birth control, this wouldn't, I don't think, be mm. a thing like, there's my period, it's late. If she were on birth control and her period were late, that would be a big issue. Because if you're on birth control, it's incredibly, for me, which I've been on birth control for over 10 years without a break, um, there is no, there's no middle ground you know kind of the day you're going to start your period. Yeah. If you're taking your, your pills like you're supposed to at the same time every day, if you're taking it at 10 a.m. every day, 8 a.m. when you wake up, whatever, you know. So it's, if it were, if it were a day late, it would be, sound, sound the alarm. So like, yeah. I think, I'm, I guess Carrie's not on hormonal birth control is all I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. um, that feeling of being in that purgatory of what's going on, a male can never know. Yeah, I don't know. That you might know because your girlfriend says, I'm late, mm. and I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to ask anyone to talk about if they've ever been in that situation. I'll talk about it. All right. I just, so, oh, go ahead. I just, nothing. I just don't understand anything about it, and it's very I'm just saying, to me as a woman, as, as a. It must be so hard, and I don't as as a male, I'm sure it's it's scary to go, oh, my girlfriend might be pregnant. And I know a lot of men have been through that. But for a girl, because it's your body, it's positively petrifying going like, this might be a situation. And then you start reading into every single thing that's going on with your body that's mm -hmm. a, that you start thinking is maybe a little different than it might normally be. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, is all I'm saying. Alec, you were going to go ahead and talk about things? I'll tell you 20 stories. Oh, Jesus no, not Christ! 20, but the first time I, I slept with my first girlfriend, sorry if she's listening, she's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, it was like, I mean, literally the first month she was late. Jesus! And we happened the, wait, to the be, first month you were having sex? That's right. <gasps> she. We happened to be on a church trip. When she told me this, I couldn't sleep. Didn't I couldn't throw eat. up. All I thought was, oh my God, my life is over. I'm 16 years old and my girlfriend is going to be pregnant and uh, everything has ended. Yes, the only time in my life I've ever thrown up not sickness related was then. And throwing up when you're just 
scared is a really strange thing it to is. do. For I'm going to say for all the women in the world who have ever been scared they're pregnant, yeah. I give you a gold medal because I think that's the appropriate reaction as a male who... Like, I think so many men are like, shit, fuck, man, it's not my problem. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not my baby. But you were so... Intent on yeah. on that it was your responsibility that you, that you physically up. threw yeah. up your Good cookies. For you, I started thinking. Good for you. I started thinking oh, like honey. I need to go stand outside Home Depot and be a day laborer because I have a child to feed. <laughs> you didn't know about Los Angeles then, um, uh, but no. So, That's but she a- called me. I remember she called me on a Sunday night after the church trip, and she was like, "I got it." And I was <gasps> like, "Oh my god!" And that was like hating uh, heroin. Yeah, I was just so happy yeah um oh, but um I, wow. another time um, oh jesus here we go second girlfriend and the same first girlfriend month. unfortunately first we time didn't learn sex. our lesson <laughs> oh, and Alec. um i it happened again i got you're real scared a jimmy hat <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing that raincoat i went you're wearing on, those socks in the rain i went socks on to uh, socks i don't know Pink i went sock. on to ask jeeves or whatever it was in like 2002 <laughs> i went on to ask jeeves and oh, i searched no. like, what did you ask i said like what are What's signs of pregnancy because like we were she was telling me the symptoms that oh, she jesus. had were her breasts swollen and tender so was she throwing no, up no, all listen over to you? this. So she tells me her symptoms. I ask Jeeves it, um, also known as like early Google. And um, a couple days later, my mom comes in my room. <gasps> no, no, no. No, God, I'm so nervous. And she I'm, says, I'm 29 I'm years old up. and I'm terrified. I'm, I'm, gonna gonna, I'm throwing up right now. She I'm really says, trying hard not to throw up. I went on the computer. No. I'm going to throw and up. And the search history. I'm throwing up right now. Showed <laughs> searches that said, like, how do I know if my girlfriend <gasps> is pregnant? So Does anyone need a brown paper bag to breathe into? I feel vi- so my I feel mom comes in my room and she says, I looked on the computer and I saw searches that said, how do I know my girlfriend is pregnant? What are signs of pregnancy? And you said it and was for my said, friend. She said, I need project. to, I need you to tell me right now what the truth is. And immediately out of my mouth, I said, I'm doing a project in health. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> and slick. And my mom said, she, are you telling me the you truth? Oh my you gosh. slick Willie. And I said, I said, yes, mom. Yes. What do you think? I'm just getting girls pregnant. And, um, <gasps> She, if like, she believed that, she's a, oh, she didn't. I know she didn't. Your mother is she a smart me. woman. I don't think she, well, either she believed me. No, no, no. She, she just let it go. Because me, but, but she like, she, you know, maybe it was delusion too. Maybe it was partially maybe. wanting to believe. I don't know. I've never been culture. a parent of a 16 year old, 17 year old boy. So anyway, the point they're is, at this party. <laughs> Um, the point is, being pregnant when you don't, or thinking you're pregnant when you don't intend to be, is one of the most harrowing, terrifying moments. So, but the the point of that being that Carrie's experience at this baby shower is framed completely by the fact that she's late on her period. Yeah. And perhaps like, this, this could, be, could be the life that she will be living. Yeah. In the not-too-distant future. Um, one of them goes to the bathroom. In the bathroom is a picture, a portrait... Of Lainey. Um, I almost said Shayla. <laughs> Shayla. Oh, we'll get to that. A picture of Lainey naked. It's that naked, it's that Demi Moore it, the, cover in shot. In the 90s, yeah. women loved taking a profile photo Ding. of Ding. themselves <laughs> pregnant, belly out, 
covering your bosoms. I don't know if that's a 90s thing. It totally was. Well, Demi Moore, Brooke Shields, I, I remember Spears it being a, a big third deal. Person. Yeah. Did it? Well, they did, but after Demi Moore did it. It was a oh. homage to Demi Moore. Whoa. Whoa. I, lo- I personally, I could look at, I mean, I'm sorry for however this sounds, but I could look at naked pictures of pregnant women all day long. I think it's beautiful and fascinating what the human body can do. And I, I think, think you've got a fat fetish. I don't. You like that that pregnant naked body. Mm, I just think it's beautiful. And I think people need to step off. So tell us about this Charlotte subplot while they're at the, uh, at the shower. Well, I actually really, I, I hate the word actually. And I, I can't believe I just said it. I actually, I literally actually, actually, I literally <laughs> actually sincerely, I, I love the Charlotte subplot, which is that it's the Charlotte... Most, the, t- the tiniest little subplot. But yeah. I think it's real. And I, this is one of the it reasons why I it's love true. this episode is because I think it tells us a lot about Charlotte. And it gives us a moment of... Uh, uh, <laughs> it gives us a relationship benchmark for Charlotte and Samantha, which we rarely get, but we do get several times throughout the series. Which is that Charlotte is talking to the lady. She's got a big blue bow on her head because yeah. she's... Charlotte is way into all of yeah, this. My, she thinks the dog with the shock collar when they get to Connecticut is adorable. Mm-hmm. She thinks everything about the house, about the life, all of it is so the adorable. The baby Bellini bikini basket. She, she's mm-hmm. into all of it. And she's helping open presents. And she, oh, so this is adorable. I wish I had this in my size. Yeah. And then all, all the girls are talking about how adorable the baby is going to be. <laughs> and one of the women... Yeah. Um, says, oh, little Todd or Shayla will just love that. And Charlotte bum, goes, bum, bum. What? Stop it. You are not going to clean up at your own shower. Yeah, relax, because once little Todd or Shayla comes around, you'll never stop cleaning up. Shayla? Did, did you say Shayla? It's so unique, isn't it? It's so my name. I thought your name was Charlotte. No, it's not my name. It's my name. My secret baby name that I made up when I was 11 years old for my daughter when I had her. I told you. Don't tell me you don't remember. No, I'm sorry. I I really don't. Because? Because Charlotte says, wait a minute. That's my baby name. And Lainey says... I don't know what you're talking about. Very unconvincing. He's like, I've never heard that. I don't know. Looking more suspicious than anyone has looked. And Charlotte says, I told you that that was my baby name. I wanted to name my little girl Shayla. S-H-A-Y-L-A. She doesn't spell it, but I'm spelling it for our listeners. Doesn't she say something like she made it up in like third grade? That's right. She She swore to everyone. Yes. And I'm sorry, but Charlotte York, she she is a smart, educated woman and she can be flighty. But she also is very serious about the things that she cares about. And yep. this is one of those things. And I believe that she's had Shayla picked out since she was eight years old. Weep. And Lainey stole it. Yep. And it. what I love is that she looks at her like, I can't believe you stole my name. And, and Lainey says, I don't know what you're talking about. And Samantha walks in and goes in her midriff top and goes, what's going on? What's going on? She stole my baby name. You bitch. Yeah. Which I love, love because the it. thing is, Samantha doesn't give a give a flying pig no. fuck about baby names. Yeah. But what she does She's care standing about, up for her girl. She's so, g- fuck you, you bitch. Yep. 
<laughs> I that's her so, baby name. I love it bitch. so much. So the ladies take their leave. Charlotte goes home. She rips up everything in her hope chest because all of her hopes, even and a little pillow that shattered. says Shayla, her little pillow that says Shayla, her dream man, which is which is JFK Jr. So well. Charlotte just rips up all her hopes and dreams. Meanwhile, Carrie gets a call from Lainey. Who's feeling just real kind of sad. I want to tell one story. Okay. That I won't be able to tell ever again on this on this podcast. Okay. Tell it. Which is tell just that it. there's a character at the baby shower played by Robin Roseanne. We're going to talk about Robin Roseanne for just a second. Matthew briefly mentioned it before. Mike Myers' mm, ex-wife. Yeah. Who, she has like maybe four lines in this episode. But I, I've seen this episode so many times. I don't know, three years ago. I valeted Robin Roseanne's car. And I recognized her for several reasons. Number one, because I knew her from the baby shower episode. Number two, because I knew she was Mike Myers' ex-wife. They were together for a long time. But also, Robin Roseanne's mother was the inspiration for the Linda Richmond character that Mike Myers did on SNL for many years. Mm -hmm. The Harlem Boys Choir. Neither from Harlem nor boys nor a choir. Discuss. I'm getting off a clamped. Robin Roseanne's mother was the inspiration for that character. Anyway, I actually walked up to her and said, oh my God, I loved you on this episode of of Sex and the City. And she said thank you. She was very graceful and it was really, really cute. Anyway, I'll never get another chance to tell that story. I'm glad you tell that story. So the girls leave the baby shower and they stop at a bar Mm -hmm. on the way home. Mm -hmm, They do. And Carrie lets Samantha and Miranda know that she's late on her period. Yeah. Yeah. And And he's drinking a lot of beer. They're drinking beer. Charlotte drinks a lot of beer in this episode. And Samantha says, "Uh, how late are you? And Carrie says, seven days. And Samantha goes, oh, honey, gray area. You're in front of the firing squad, but you're not haven't been shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so the girls, but Charlotte has gone to the restroom Mm -hmm. and then Charlotte comes back and says, what what did I miss? And the girls go, nothing. Yeah. All in unison. I think that's important because it's not the first time the girls kind of, it's not the first time that any one of the girls protect Charlotte Mm -hmm. from something that is happening to Mm -hmm. one of them that is, they know is kind of sensitive information that Charlotte might react to is all. And I think that's really important. Oh, okay. So Charlotte gets home. She rips up everything in her hope chest. Carrie goes home. She's about to go to a party, and she gets a call from Lainey. One of Samantha's classic, famous posters. And Lainey's really upset that she's missing this. Now, I want to bring up an acting thing for a second. Ooh, please. Which is Carrie and Lainey are having a phone conversation, but, you know... Most likely, it happened on different days, uh-huh. um, so the, the phone conversation is not live. Sure. Now, Brian Cranston, best known as Walter White on I Breaking Bad. I love where you're going with this. He would always, always show up to set whenever there was a phone conversation what? that he was on one end what? of. He would always show up to set. Even when he wasn't being filmed, I didn't know that. just to deliver the lines to the person who was on the other end of the phone, yeah. because he felt like that was his duty <gasps> as a fellow actor to give people that opportunity to right. actually act against him instead of somebody just yeah. you know reading off the lines. Matthew, you know what I'm gonna say. The holiday. Nope. Oh. You go on, say that, and then we'll I'll say what the I was holiday, the commentary, because they have this the really complicated, the so complicated, whatever, kind of intricate scene where it's Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and Cameron Diaz. Oh, and the I father, love that scene. And they all shot that at different times because their life schedules were different. So when Jude Law was on the phone, 
No, when Cameron Diaz was on the phone, it was Nancy Myers pretending to be oh. Kate Winslet to her. And then I think, I forget who was there. Jude was there for someone, and he was like on set um, being on the phone for the other actors, but because of scheduling, it couldn't line up. And was making me think about Nancy Myers on the other end of the phone with Cameron well, Diaz. Well, you know me, it wouldn't be a carry on episode before, w- without me finding a way to tie it back to horror. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about Scream, where the actor who played the voice. Um, was so Wes Craven and I I hate that I can't remember the name of the actor because he's amazing but anyway um, Wes Craven didn't want Drew Barrymore or Nev Campbell or any of the actors who had to interact with him to to have met him and become familiar and comfortable with the actor yeah. before their scenes, they they he he Oof. felt it was important they they stay separated. So this actor would come to set the so if Drew Barrymore was called, Nev Campbell was called. This actor was there on the phone, separated from the actresses so, yeah. on set, so that they could have him to play off of live. But mm-hmm. they hadn't met him, so they could be properly afraid of him. Yeah. And I love that, Oof. but clearly that didn't happen here. No. Yeah. It did not. Um, So anyway, they all, the girls, all show up to Samantha's amazing party, which is just to congratulate herself on not not having having a baby. baby. I'm not having a baby. Everybody drinks. Which is so Samantha. It's so amazing in presentation. Her classic parties for old people. Who shows up to this party? Boggs. Laney with a fucking Laney turtle Boggs. head poking out of her vag because the baby's know, about to come. Dog She's in. literally, just, <laughs> it is, it is straight up prairie dog, and she is about to give birth to this baby. Yeah. and she says, "Get me a drink." I thought it was Carrie so says, ridiculous. She shows up because it, she lives in fucking Connecticut. That's right. Know. She just like remembers Samantha's address from eight years ago yeah, and I just guess. like rolls yeah. up there. Yeah, and she wasn't invited. No, I'm sorry, but if you're not invited to a party, don't, don't show just up. show up. I know. But she's like, Laney, and then and then things escalate Shailen incredibly Todd. quickly, and she says, "Who wants to see my tits?" I want to talk about this moment, mm-hmm. please, because to me, this is a moment where if you're a director, you need to audition. The extras, the featured extras who are going to show up in this scene, because I would dare say that the extras chosen for this were not auditioned. They just happened to be extras on the day Yeah. because the most important people in that scene, it's not Lainey actually, yeah. who's, who's, I'm sorry, let me set this up. Lainey says, who wants to see my tits? And then she stands up and Some like, dude's like, I don't mind. Uh, yeah. I'm not really One sure. One guy's like, oh, look uh, at him. I'm not really sure what's happening in this moment. Maybe she can't get her shirt on. I think the idea or... is supposed to be that she's trying to get her clothes off and she's having a hard time because she's big and pregnant. They don't do it very well, but I think that's they the really idea. Yeah, no, so, they don't. but anyway, the point is it's cutting picture. between yeah. her who's like trying to get her clothes she's off. She's struggling. And extras, who, like people of the party who are feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. But the point is that the 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 pressure in that scene lies on the extras, not on Lainey. Yeah. To Agreed. let us know how we're supposed to feel. This is very awkward. And they were clearly like day players, like no offense to them, but they didn't articulate that scene well. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are scenes where you have to audition those people. Yes. Like, let Otherwise me see what you blankly. do when yes. you feel awkward. When there is yeah. a nine-month pregnant lady yeah. trying to show you her tits. So yeah. anyway... That scene didn't go over very Agreed. well. No, I IMO, in my opinion. Yeah. And Carrie scoots her out of the party and puts her in a cab to take her straight back to Connecticut. Yeah, to Connecticut, And Lainey says to Carrie, 
no one told me this would happen. They don't tell you it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. And Matthew said out loud, what? And she yeah. said, then she said to Carrie, one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to know yourself anymore. Which is one of those situations where someone puts their own experience in a general sense on other people, which yeah. I've had happen to me before where someone tries to give me general advice mm-hmm. and says, well, guess what? One day you're going to X, Y, Z. And because that's their experience, they believe it's going to be everyone's experience. Yeah. And maybe it isn't. You that's told all. me, you. I think you told me a story, Catherine, uh-huh. about looking in a mirror one time and you thought you looked different. <gasps> I did? Yeah. I don't remember that. When you lost your V card. Whoa! Is that I, true? I don't remember that. Have you ever looked at yourself Maybe and I not did. recognized I don't remember yourself? Saying that. that makes me think of Buffy's Surprise and Innocence <gasps> where she loses her virginity, she comes home, and oh, her mom's like, You look, you look different. You look different. And this is the most devastating thing you could possibly tell. It is one of the most important moments in because television Buffy and in my entire life. Buffy lost her virginity and then she woke up and Angel wasn't there. So she feels bad enough as it is. And then and the her mom's mom thinks like, she looks you look different. different. Devastating. Yeah. Absolutely life-changing, earth-moving. Yep. When the girls... Okay, this is backing up just a little bit. But I think it's important. Because it happens later in the series. No, in the movie. In the second movie. Remember at the, at the beginning of the second movie where... Anthony says he gets his big ass wedding and I get to cheat. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlotte's and, and there, I think Charlotte is the one questioning. She's like, wait a minute. What do you mean? He gets to cheat. And he's like, yeah. And Carrie goes, well, I think it's okay for people for, for a couple to write their own rules because she's going through a situation where she and big are negotiating, writing their own rules and she's being outspoken and going, well, maybe this is okay for people. A couple has to write their own rules because she happens to be going through it. And Charlotte says, well, not really. It's marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happens in this episode. Oh, come on, you guys. It doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to lose yourself to have a kid. I know plenty of cool, hip mothers who live in the city and who still have great careers and stuff. Who? I'm late. I missed my period. Um, But I just think that is a tradition. I think it's a tradition of Carrie. Yeah justifying her own behavior by mm-hmm. saying, well, people tend to, people do this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's okay for people to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So, I just think that's, that. I think it's remarkable for me that in in episode 10 of season one of a, of a six season series that they have a character pegged so deeply. Yeah. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So they get back. There's the whole embarrassing party um, where nobody wants to see nine-month knockers. And then the (laughs) next day, Carrie spends the entire day at a a children's park park watching children. An entire day. First of all, I'm I'm glad you don't have anything else to do that day. What the fuck? Do you not have a whole day at the park? And she can she considers to herself, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Can I be a mother? There's a cute little interaction with a little girl, but rest assured, on the way home, she gets her period. That's what the voiceover tells us. Yeah, Got my period. It, to me, it's like this very erotic moment where <laughs> yes. she's walking down the street. She kind of like looks up. She might as well be touching herself. Yeah. yeah. Like just touching her neck or her yeah. breasts and be like, God. Because yeah. she kind of like exhales and kind of stares off to the sky and maybe closes her eyes for a second. 
I'm, I'm I don't know gonna, if that's how it for is. The second that's time, how I pictured it. I was like, no, 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 I was no, like no. underneath time, her legs, like a soda fountain, just yeah, with period. No, no, no. On my Every face. time I get my <laughs> period, I touch <laughs> my breasts and smile at the sky. Oh, your tender no, breasts. I'm gonna get real. I'm gonna breasts. get real for the second time in the episode because I just, I just have to Did be you hear the that? woman. She's about to get real. About to get real. Mm. What a, what for? I often wonder. I'm looking at it, going, "Are we to believe that she?" As we're watching this shot, that she feels her period start flowing. That's what I thought. Is, That's what I knew. Which is ludicrous just because as any girl who's read the instructions inside a box of Tampax tampons will know, there is, there is, it's not like you bleed a gallon of blood a month. It's, it's a few ounces. It's not that much. So to know that at that moment, oh, here, here, it's, there's no gush. Yeah. My, my personal opinion is maybe she felt like, hmm, I'm feeling a little cramping, or I felt a little something discharging from my vagina. I'm sorry, but that's real life. So maybe she stopped off at a restroom and found that she'd started. But there is no way. There was no. It's not like you're water breaking when you get your. That's period. how it it's is, though. Not in that scene. how it happens. It's like, yes. I'm bleeding right now. It is. Yeah. You can't see it, but oh, it just started. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Sexy, because I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep Carrie Bradshaw. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but no, there's no way that, that we Nothing's were watching moments. Nothing's more sensual yeah. than going to the park and getting your period. <laughs> and walking around and people don't know that you're just... <laughs> How sexy is that? Ooh. That I'm so sensual right now. Her, ridiculous. Her nerves were hard. There, we saw so much SJP nipple. We did. And yeah. honestly, the only, I feel like the only time I'm ever going to see Sarah Jessica Parker's nipples in my whole life Are is going to be in the top. dreams that I've had. Oh. I had a dream like two weeks ago that she was bouncing. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode that she was bouncing her breasts underneath. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I did. I feel like she says and Madonna like, breasts. And I called you guys. That's how I imagine it. I called you guys and I was like, you guys, there is an episode where she shows her breasts. And this she's Bouncing them. And they were beautiful, but I'm never going to see them in real life. Yeah. And I'm sad about that because the, from all the glimpses we get, like the episode where she, where Carrie tells, there's an episode where Carrie tells Aiden that Miranda is pregnant and going to get an abortion. And Carrie's in a bra that's super see-through and you can yeah. see her dark nips. And I feel like that episode, plus a bunch of other episodes where we see, it's almost like Jennifer Aniston on Friends, where we see, you can, you yeah. can, you can basically, you yeah. basically yeah. see her breasts. I, you could composite, like, yes. put all those things together and composite yes. a breast, like, what it might yeah. look like. I feel, I think of Sex and City too, where she's, she wears that bra. Oh. That her, yeah. her tits are spilling out like muffin <laughs> tops. Yeah. Like, they're about to uh-huh. flop when out. When she and Big go out, and she's... Yes. And she's yelling at him and saying, am I a bitch wife who nags you? No, and no, no, that's... tits are spilling out. he gets out. her that TV, and she's like, this isn't... I didn't get you... We didn't get this... You didn't give me this TV as an anniversary present, so you could watch, you know, fucking... Record. What's that crab show? Deadliest Cat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, SpongeBob. No, that's what he's watching. Um, who lives in pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob Squared Dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And on that note, Matthew, will you watch this episode again? Um, no, but I really want it. I really, (gasps) I really want to see the got my period scene again. (laughs) We'll watch it now. It's fine. So you're telling me if you were introducing this, somebody to sex in the city and they said, I don't want to watch every episode, but show me the important episodes. Would, would you skip one. over this one? I would. To me, season... I still don't like season one. I Not mean, even the baby shower? No, I don't think 
think so, Cass, I don't think so. I, my, I just started my period. Well, I also can't really relate to it at all because, like, I can't stand children. I'll never be pregnant. I'm never having kids ever, yeah. ever, ever. So it's just, it doesn't, I don't identify. It's like one of those, you're watching this other person's But I would counter that Carrie is one of those people who thinks she's supposed to have kids but she maybe doesn't want them. And I think that's important. I yeah, think many people feel that way, including myself. Like, I've always thought I was supposed to have kids, but what if I don't? Yeah. I think that's relevant. Fuck you, I mean, I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I, I do want to see Miranda's oily wig and SJP in a cowgirl hat <laughs> yes. and a yes, long you do. porn star wig. Yeah. I want to see that again, and I want to see and her essentially walking tits. down the street getting yeah. her period. Yes. That I do want to see again. Alec, yeah. would you watch this episode again? Nope. I cannot believe you. Get out get your both of your penises out of my out of my face. Bye. Th- their Bye. naked penises are in my face They're right, now. right now. They're close sound um, effect. Thank you so much for listening to this our tenth episode of Carry On. Woo! If you're if you're loving what you're listening to Send us a baby bikini bellini. Send basket. us your stunt tits. <laughs> no, um all I mean, honestly, let us know on Facebook or or on Twitter what you're thinking. NHT. Send us a twat. Slash slash um, you can rate us on iTunes because, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of shit you do in your day that's yeah. like bullshit. You can take 30 honestly, seconds. Because honestly, there's a lot of shit that you do in your day that's like bullshit. Yeah. Give yeah. us a one. Give us a four. Like, I give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell us what you really think because why Did not? Did you get your period? Tell <laughs> us. <laughs> tell us about your first Did you period. get your period? Show us. <laughs> Alec Wells. Sorry. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and until next time carry, carry on, on. Shayla <laughs> <laughs>